Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to episode number 13 with Justin Bennett. Today we're going to talk about unconventional coordination. We wrapped up the last podcast with that, and this podcast is going to dive into really what that means and and why it's so important for you to have a grasp on what real coordination should be between your financial advisor and other financial professionals. All right, Justin, let's just jump right in. Let's start defining unconventional coordination, what that means to you and how you deploy it in your practice. Hey, Matt, whether it be associated with the coordination of other professionals and what we do with the client, or it just be some planning that we're helping the client on, I think it's probably valuable for our listeners to give some some examples that may apply to them uh, or people that they know, because sometimes we talk and as valuable as this content is, uh, people oftentimes give me feedback that they want to hear some some examples. So, you know, one of the things that just occurred was a, a meeting this week with a client and they have two children and we've been working together for a number of years. And one of the things which is very common for responsible parents to want to do is to help with college planning. And that's such a open conversation. It's, it's wide open. And, you know, sometimes it gets to be so daunting that it's easy just to kind of stick your head in the sand and avoid the conversation. But these people, um, wanted to spend some time, which I, um, I commend them around planning for getting out in front of this whole notion of college education planning for their children. And we started to, as we do with all of our clients, um, talking about, the, the exorbitant cost of college, which is, you know, really so far from reality when you think about it. I mean, going up 7% each year, it's just like a runaway train. Um, but, you know, if you have money and you're going to, as a parent, look to help a child for college, you know, and you have the money, let's just say, let's use some real, you know, numbers. Let's say colleges uh, or the college that someone's looking at is $50,000, five zero, fifty thousand 50,000 times four years. That's $200,000. And let's just say somebody, you know, was very disciplined and responsible and ultimately accumulated $200,000 to be able to uh, turn around and pay for college XYZ at $50,000 a year. And, you know, ultimately they're proud parents and the child is happy and everybody is good. Uh, and I'm happy with that situation. What I need to do, though, is I need to talk through what we call an unintended consequence because as a result of shifting $200,000 from somebody's balance sheet, it becomes the lost interest on that money from the date of graduation to the point at which they go to retire. And so that could be a lot of wealth. And so the $200,000 could have potentially grown to be six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars which could have been then used for retirement. Mm -hmm. So although they satisfy college, it becomes an unintended consequence because it's not just the 200, but it's all the lost interest from the date of graduation to the point that they go to retire. And so what we say to our clients and what we said to these clients is we reminded them that when we first started talking and working on their planning years ago, we had had this discussion and 
we often remind clients of past discussions and the why behind the planning. And what we outlined just as a reminder is that we have strategies that are in place that will allow the client to use the interest on assets to pay for college as opposed to the asset itself. And now how that's different, unconventional, untraditional, and you know more of a coordinated approach is because you have the ability to maybe give up the interest that the $200,000 would be earning for the four years that that student may be in college and maybe even a few years after they graduate. But the reality is the underlying $200,000 will not shift off of the balance sheet and go to the endowment of that college, but rather the client, the parents, mom and dad will retain controls, keep their fingers on that money. They'll give up some interest for the years that the children are going to college, but ultimately that $200,000 that may have taken them 15, 16, 18 years, which, you know, is kind of a compounding effect is money that could then be, you know, used ultimately for retirement, which even if it earned no interest, you know, on top of the 200, that's $200,000 that they could use in retirement that they would not have been able to use had the 200 itself been used for college. Well, that sounds like a whole heck of a lot of coordination there and a lot of different sorts of moving parts. Now, when you're talking to a client like this, do you ever have to coordinate these sorts of ideas with their their CPA or with do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm wondering if we can take it to like maybe a next level coordination. And then I'd like you to give a, another example of some sort of coordination like what we're talking about today. But do you get any resistance or when you do talk to a CPA about something like this, like the, the 529 saving for college, how do you deal with that? And, and what is your technique? Well, I mean, we are open to conversation with all professionals. And I think it's important that professionals and clients know that because we want to take an all-inclusive approach. And as I mentioned in our previous episode, we want to make sure that that approach is done so that 100% of the client, 100% of the time, the client wins out, period. And so whether, you know, us or an outside, you know, professional is getting involved, the client must always remain front and center. It can't be a function of, hey, is my idea better than yours? And therefore, maybe I'm smarter than you. Because that that doesn't work. We don't play that. That doesn't work. That's unacceptable. And so it needs to be coming at this conversation from the standpoint of here's the client, here's the client situation, mm-hmm. here's what they're looking to accomplish. How can we go about doing that in the most coordinated way? And let's just check our egos at the door and let's forget um, you know, trying to impress one another or the client and let's just really be client centric. And then we could always recognize that by taking that approach, we're always going to win out because the Mm -hmm. client's going to win out. When the client wins out, they then become our biggest cheerleaders and they start to want to share everybody Mm -hmm. uh, in their world that has money to sit down with us. So Mm -hmm. we do coordinate with other professionals and it's important that we recognize and we remind ourselves and we tell the clients that it's never coming at it from the standpoint of trying to be ego or bravado driven in that we're trying to show how much more 
we know than the other professional. So I think that's really important. It is really important. I love I love that. And, and I wish professionally more and more people had your perspective on that because there is a lot of bravado, right? There is a lot of technical jargon that is used in, in our industries, plural, uh, that sometimes are not necessarily meant for the client's best interest. And you're talking about truly keeping now, you gave us the example of college savings. What other sorts of unconventional coordination do you do? So another example that I would share, and I say it's unconventional because I think that most uh, planners won't do what I'm about to outline. And I think it's critical that we spend a little bit of time sharing this experience because what we're about to outline matters to our clients and therefore it matters to us. And this particular example was a client of many years who wanted to look into uh, refinancing their primary residence. And they had been receiving, as we I'm sure all do, a number of solicitation orders and ideas and promotions and programs from not only their existing lender, but also outside lenders. So I just said to the client, let's just not make this too complicated. And so he said, okay, well, what are we going to do? And I said, so it's very, very basic. And so instead of you spending like, I don't know, call it an hour and a half on the phone with a rep somewhere in the world and then spending all the time gathering your documents and then seven weeks going by and then you learning in the eighth week that, you know, for some reason you can't refinance or you need more documents. Let's just, you know, let allow me to literally make two or three phone calls and come up to a resolution with you on what's possible. So he said, well, how do we do that? I said, well, you know, it's pretty simple and basic. What we need to do is we need to get a rough idea of the fair market value of your home. And I'm not asking you to do that because, you know, you don't uh, do appraisals and you're not in the real estate business. So I made one phone call and I, from a real estate professional that I work closely with, I was able to, within moments, have a search done and get six and 12 month comps on that particular, um, on that particular property. So we were able to get a rough idea on what houses were selling for in the last six or 12 months that are comparable to that home. And then we knew what his mortgage balance was. We knew what his payments were. We knew what other short-term payments and debts they had, and we knew what their income was. So I then just talked to my mortgage professional and I said, Hey, listen, with a, what's called a debt to income ratio of X, do you think we can uh, do a, um, a cash out refinance on this. And if, if we could, what would it look like? And we ran the scenarios and, you know, I then took that information and went back to the client and said, Hey, this is kind of what we're looking at. And he says, well, that was amazing. And I said, well, that's kind of like the coordination of other professionals with our relationship with them and us being able to get to the bottom of what is important to you, which in this case, it was a looking at a refinance and what we determined was, frankly, the value of the home wasn't there. And so, you know, because the value of the home wasn't there, the timing for him to do a refinance uh, right now was not appropriate. And so he said, you don't understand how much time, energy and, and frustration that just saved me because I could have easily spent, like you said, the next seven weeks uh, doing all this work and then finding out after seven weeks that we we can't refinance. So although it wasn't necessarily the news that he wanted to hear, it was authentic and it was done efficient through the coordination of working with other professionals and making sure that we have an understanding of 
what needs to go into this conversation just solely based off of our experience and our understanding of how macroeconomic planning works. What a great example. And you're right. It's unbelievable how much literature we get in the mail uh, and bombarded, actually, even on the television about about things like that, examples like that. People have the magic bullet that can solve everything. And with uh, your professional context, since you've been doing this, how long have you been doing this again? Uh, about, uh, I don't know, since birth. No. Um, <laughs> uh, nice. I don't know, 15 years, okay. uh, give or take. I mean, I, I, um, you know, I, I think that what needs to be understood is that it's not necessarily years of service, right? Right. But it's, um, it's also commitment to the business. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, from day one, you know, there was no way that I could have had a higher level of commitment, uh, from day one and over those past 15 years. So mm-hmm. although mathematically it might work out to be about 15, you know, I would say that, you know, I would fortunately submit to you and the listeners that I've accelerated that a lot. So it's, it's probably worth a lot more than that. But, sure. um, you know, what was really important to me is that I was able to, in that case of the refinance, help the client understand what's possible. Right. And then, you know, it had nothing to do with, ways in which we create revenue to our firm, Mm -hmm. which would be through various investment companies and insurance companies. Mm -hmm. And so what obviously is very clear in that example is that the client was always front and center Mm -hmm. and we spend time in developing the relationship and into the, into the long-term benefit of the client. And frankly, since that example that I've uh, had with that client, you know, they've made, I think, two introductions to oh, people in their world that have some money. Mm-hmm. Well, please, and I understand you're being humble here, but I want the listeners to to, to put into perspective, um, 15 years in, and especially you haven't just been 15 years in, but you have been 15 years aware, which uh, I think is a big difference, right? There's people who just kind of coast through their career, and you've done a great job of continuously learning and expanding your mind, expanding your ideas to make sure that you can do exactly what you just did there, which is another great example of unconventional coordination. All right, Justin, you got anything else for us today? I don't know, Matt. I think that might be good for our listeners today. Maybe I look forward to uh, you know our next uh, our next episode. Sometimes we um, we want to just stop after giving some some valuable insight. So I think that might be all for today. Fantastic. Well, and it was very valuable insight. And thank you everybody for listening to episode number thirteen with Justin Bennett, unconventional coordination. And if you have not subscribed, please make sure you click the subscribe now button below. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you for episode number fourteen very soon.